death upon me. Blood in my eye, dog, and I can't see. I'm trying to be what I'm destined to be. And niggas trying to take my life away. I put a hole in a nigga for my music. Ah, what a day. What a day. Can you hear me, Kyle? Alright, so what's up everybody? Welcome to Elite BOB, where it's podcast time and you know what that means. I'm one of your hosts, Phil Cataldo, and you can call me Philium. Uh, it's a technical difficulty kind of show, which <laughs> oh would make sense God. because it's one of the biggest weeks in AEW history. So of course, we would have our issues, but hey, that's the beauty of podcasting live. There's always going to be something going on. But before we get into the huge news and the great dynamite from this past week. Let me introduce my beautiful, wonderful co-host. First off, we got the producer who has a hell of a week ahead of him. Mr. Kyle Masters, what is yeah, up? Yeah, it's been, it's been a fun, was it? It's 7.30. We're supposed to go live yeah. 30 minutes ago, and we've had nothing but technical issues. But I think we yeah, think. Yeah, that's my fault. Fingers crossed that we've got it all sorted out. I'll probably be doing a lot of producing on the fly. But, uh, yes, yeah, so of course, AW's biggest week basically announcing they're going to have like the summer of all eight, like summers for wrestling. I know. Uh, and we have a rough go to start this. It's, it's the way it is, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts uh, who have way more followers than us and do way more big things than us. And they have audio issues too. So it's just a part of the game at this point. And they yeah. have like studios that they built to get away from this. That's the goal. And we're just in our houses. That's so. a dream is to have an elite studio, you know, of us with like a long desk, See that logo yep. up there, like big in the background. Yep. Maybe like the yellow mm-hmm. circle is like lit up. You know what I mean? Yep. We can have it in the barrio. Yeah. Which one? I don't know. <laughs> but in a barrio. A, can- a Canadian barrio, maybe. Yeah, because Kyle <laughs> coming over there. <laughs> uh, and then the other person we see on the show this week, we got 10 times Jackie R. Jackie's FTR's biggest fan. Ten star Jackie. Jackie Rodriguez. What is up? Yo. Is anybody having a better week than me right now besides the technical difficulties? I think the technical difficulties happened to keep me humble because I was about to just pop off and it was like, no, settle down. Don't go all the way off, but pop the confetti, pour yourself some tequila or your drink of choice because it is a damn good week. Your your Discord's definitely had too much tequila. (laughs) Was, yeah, my Discord was, <laughs> was partying a little too hard without me. My laptop must have been partying without me because that was the source of all my technical difficulties. But you know what? I'm not going to let it get me down because that that was a, a thing. Mwah, chef's kiss. Just like Matt says in the chat, you can't, you can't be mad because you got that cash hug. I sure oh, did. That cash that hug. That sweaty cash hug. I sure yeah. did. That sounds lovely. <laughs> and shout out to like Jackie. Kyle edited, edited yeah. himself on the fly. Yeah. That sounds lovely. Yeah. lovely. <laughs> shout out to Jackie's sister, Denise, in the chat, by the way, in the YouTube chat, saying hello to my sister. Hello, my love. So shout well, out to what it is. I thought it was Denise Salcedo's sister. <laughs> yeah, we thought it was her alter ego account watching Elite POV. <laughs> her burner account. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, before we get into anything, if it's your first time listening, because it's a huge week for AEW, welcome. We do the show every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern on YouTube.com slash Elite POV and Twitch.tv slash Elite POV. So if you guys want to check it out, we would appreciate it. If you want to drop some subs, if you just want to follow us anywhere, we would appreciate any little thing. If you want to go a step further in supporting us, Patreon.com slash Elite POV. Actually, the Patreon came in very handy for both members of this team. We're 
helped them both get tickets to shows. So we thank you guys for that. We really appreciate it because now you get live coverage of these shows with Holly and Jackie both being able to go to shows because of you guys. So we appreciate that. Shop ElitePOV.com if you want to get some of our great merchandise. goes a long way in supporting us and helping us deal with all this crazy stuff we have, giving us a reason to come here every single week because you guys are awesome with all your support. But enough of the promotion. We need to talk about something that means a lot to me. It means a lot to a lot of people. So, of course, we get the news that, yet again, Tony Khan has a big announcement. And just like always, Tony Khan goes on interviews and radio shows and stuff and hypes this announcement up. And what do we say on this show all the time? If it's not as big as you're saying it is, please do not add a level of hype to it. He kept saying this is the biggest announcement we've ever made. So obviously we're like, what could it honestly be, right? It's probably going to be the UK show. It's Maybe he's bringing probably somebody gonna be Goldberg. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Right. Oh, my God. No. Yo, I okay, thought it was so Goldberg. We, I'm telling you right now, I honestly thought it was going to be Goldberg. There was a second I was, a, I was very afraid that it could be. But alas, the announcement is made. All in two, or as they're calling it, AW All In will take place August 27th. Am I right? On that date? Yes. Uh, yes. At, in the UK. And here's the crazy thing, right? AEW is very conservative when it comes to their buildings. We saw it all out this past year. They could have probably done a bigger arena, but they elected to do the now arena, given the history. So when they announced the UK show, I know people, uh, Tony Khan had mentioned that he wanted to do Craven Cottage. After the announcement is made, he explained why he didn't pick Craven Cottage. He felt like it wouldn't be big enough. So what does this madman Tony Khan do? This beautiful human being, right? Wembley This beautiful Stadium. <laughs> Wembley Stadium. Not the arena in Wembley, okay? Because there's Wembley Arena that is different. Wembley Stadium, 90,000 seat Wembley Stadium. Now, will AEW sell 90,000 tickets? Probably not. Will they sell like 40 or 50,000, which will still be its biggest show by a long shot? Yes. So, Jackie, I want to start with you first. You were also in the building with me live in Long Island this past week. That fucking horrific building. Oh, Lord. What did you think of this announcement sitting in your seats this past week? Well, I mean, for starters, the building wasn't horrific. It was just the drive that was horrific. No, it was pretty shitty. I don't think it was that bad. You know how hard it was for me to find a pretzel? I found one eventually, but it wasn't easy, and I was very upset about that. (laughs) This fucking airport, the way they had the food set up. Like, what the fuck? Sorry, you couldn't find your 10-year-old pretzel. But anyway, the the announcement was freaking crazy. And I think the crowd reacted really, really well to it. Um, I thought when they said, you know, they were going to London or, you know, that they were going to the UK in general, that they were going to announce like something like the O2 Arena. I did not have any anticipation that they were going to announce something as massive as Wembley Stadium. Um, those of us that have been wrestling fans for a long time, we all know the mystique of the 1992 SummerSlam and the 90,000 seater um, and just how massive of a, you know, of a stadium it is. And the thought of really running a stadium that big um, is just insane. But the thought also of the original all in being kind of, you know, the inception being run on a, on a bet and saying like, we bet that you can't fill 10,000 and now AEW getting very ambitious with, a lot of people probably thinking, uh, you know, AW can't possibly fill a stadium. And now taking on that type of bet um, is just really a cool concept. And the thought of how many people are they going to get into the stadium? And 
you know, um, our good friend Kylie said they don't need to fill all 90,000 for it to be a success. But if they can get anywhere near those WrestleMania style numbers, that's going to be absolutely massive for AEW. So I'm just really excited for all those fans over in Europe to finally get this show because they've been waiting on it. And um, it'll be really, really cool to see what numbers they're able to do over there. And before we go to you, Kyle, <clears throat> just real quick, for anybody nervous that the stadium might look empty if they're not able to sell 90,000 seats, um, I think last year at SummerSlam, like WWE has been starting to do arena shows, or not arena, stadium shows at like SummerSlam and stuff like that. Uh, Royal Rumble, right? And they look packed, right? But it's not packed. Actually, people who go there, they cut like half the stadium off. So it's like section. Mm -hmm. So they, yeah. they, they fill up like where the camera sees. But there's a whole section that there's nobody. So push come to shove on TV, it'll still look great, right? It, it'll still look like it's super full and, and they'll only show the seats. But I don't know. I'm really excited for it. What about you, Kyle? What do you think about everything? Well, you know, to kind of put it into a little bit of perspective here, um, they have, what was it, 25,000 people already subscribing yes. for, you know, early <laughs> access for the tickets. So. Yes. If everybody buys two tickets, that's 50,000 yeah. people right there. Yeah. You, 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 you kind of already filled most of the stadium with the pre-sale. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, like, it's it, 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 they're dying for anything over there. We saw yeah. with WWE with Clash of the Castle last year, right? That was, like, the first European event. Who knows how how long it was. And they yeah. did mm -hmm. great numbers. And now with you have, you know, the fan bases that watches both. The fan base is just dying for any kind of professional wrestling to come over there. It's not even just going to be like the UK people. It's going to be everyone in Europe and in that side of the world traveling to London because it's closer than coming to North America to experience this wrestling show. Mm -hmm. And you know, it was it was said with with um, Forbidden Door. That, you know, they they have twenty five thousand people committed without a match even being announced, which mm -hmm. is absolutely insane. So, you know, people have been uh, hammering on AEW to try to swing for the fences. And, and just to see what would happen. And, and they've, they've been hitting home runs every time they've been swinging. Not only with mm -hmm. what this Forbidden Door show they've done now for the second year in a row where it's it's been a hit. And it's been a hit when it comes to um, pay-per-view numbers. It's been a hit when it's come to uh, uh, it like the ticket, uh, sales. ticket sales and all that stuff. Yep. So it, it, this is exciting. This is absolutely exciting. I cannot wait for this event. And, oh God, it just... I want to go so effing bad. <laughs> like oh my it's, god, me too, bro. It's, well, I really would love it, to. It's, it's, it, it, I think that the big thing here is, is, AW is 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 setting themselves up for one hell of a summer, and it all kicks off with that double or nothing show. I, I would say Forbidden Door, but double or nothing is going to be huge, right? They're going to be in Vegas, T-Mobile Arena. It's basically the kickoff to the summer, and they're kicking things off with a pay per view, and. Sure enough, the main event looking like of the four pillar match, which is amazing. Then they're going to go into Forbidden Door. Then they're going to have a whole summer to do stuff that leads up mm -hmm. until All In. We're not done. Apparently, All Out is still happening. Two weeks after, yeah. Yeah. It actually, it's supposed to be the week after. Labor Day is the next weekend. Mm, yeah. So, like, so, people, but we don't know. Apparently, it it's... So it is still happening. Anthony Bones tweeted out in a reply saying that all that was still happening, but we don't exactly know if it's going to for sure be Labor Day weekend. I know Tony Khan loves to book the holiday dates, right? Um, yeah. I don't know if they're going to maybe push this one maybe till the end of the month 
That way you have all in at the, this is how I would do it at least, all in at the end of August, then you you build towards Grand Slam, and then you have all out at the end of the month, then you kind of push back full gear a little bit, right? Which you kind of have that leeway to do. Do you think that it's, like, obviously, there's a bunch of stuff that happens behind the scenes that we don't see as fans. Like, do you think that they already had the all out, like, stuff booked and, like, contract signed so there's no way of getting out of it? And I think that next year it's just going to be all in. And we, we like to joke on the show. We even asked Ty and Sammy in the interview, like, you know, what is AEW's WrestleMania? Sammy said that a lot of the talent feel like it's double nothing. Tony Khan has said revolution. We feel like it's all out. But what if all in is their WrestleMania? I mean, like, no. And they'll do it every August. This would be the testing ground, right? This is your your test. This is where you see how you do with the numbers. And you, you probably go from here. If Yeah. If it works out, everything's successful and it's a huge hit. They do crazy ass numbers and sales and stuff. I think then you 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 make it official. Every year, your stadium show is going to be all in, yeah. and you do all in. Like that's what you do, right? You call it all in, but then whatever location you go to next, it's all in that. Like say, you know, I, I'm going to be biased because I'm Canadian. What if next <laughs> year is Toronto, right? And they do the the Skydome, yeah. the Rogers Center. Next year, it's mm-hmm. called All in Toronto. You know what I mean? You you keep that name but you have one stadium show a year where you kind of book towards and it's your big stadium show once per year. Um, and you have in the, in the, in the Twitch chat, making a good, uh, a good thought saying all out needs to go. It has the bad aura around it. Stick with all in. Right. I, I think that's a great idea with all yeah. the bad press they got for the brawl out last year. Well, it but also like all in <laughs> is the start of all this. Yeah. All out also looks like it's going to make its, attempt at rekindling that this year with the rumors of punk maybe coming back all out being at the United center people are putting two and two together you know that could be a really big punk main event match at the United center right they they've yeah. filled the United center before with a punk headline so who knows Bill's gonna flip a table yeah we don't know though I I, Which one? I basically <laughs> forgot I've, I've I've kind of just put that for me at least I've put the every everything punk related with aw on the back burner because I'm just going to wait until it happens to, you know, it's going to sound Listen, like a I'm okay. to care about it. Listen, but I'm not, I don't like, want it to be before my you focus. Made the last comments. I was okay with him coming back. Yeah. It just like, I personally don't want him back, but if he's going to come back to help with this show, I don't care who they get except well, Goldberg. Fuck Goldberg. Well, I, mean, I don't care right. who they get. Like <laughs> I want, I, we, as wrestling fans and, and, and I thought I was going to start this show talking shit about the way WrestleMania ended in raw. But there's too much good stuff to talk about. But in regards to that, we've seen this past week in the world of wrestling that WWE, with now Vince taking creative control back, might be going down that path where a lot of fans are going to be upset. A lot of fans are still waiting across that line to try something else. And if we're, this is the opportunity for AEW to jump on that. And with this show, couldn't be happening at a better time. But also, now there's even more pressure on it. If we need CM Punk, to sell out Wembley Arena or Stadium, like it is what it is, bro. Like I, I, we have to that's, make a deal with the devil. We yeah, do. I don't that's, care. That's not me. But though. It's like I'm not. It has si- to be successful. Yeah, I'm not sitting here. This is what I have put Punk in the background. I don't think we need him. I'm not. But, but I'm just saying my thinking right now. After all these announcements are happening, I'm not going into these announcements, going okay, maybe you know, bring it up, CM Punk. I'm enjoying these announcements for what we have now without him and booking yeah. the shows and fans booking the shows what we have now without him. I don't want also, every I, think, I don't want yeah. every single big show to yeah. be announced and me sitting going, okay, okay, how is Punk gonna come back into this yeah. and be the star of the show? No, no, no. He we don't know he's coming back. 
So, yeah. I, you know, for everyone out there, stop it. Just leave it alone until he comes back because it's just going to ruin yeah. your day because you're going to be sitting there dreaming scenarios of CM Punk. And when it does happen, you're going to disappoint yourself because that's your fault for thinking about him nonstop. But the, the whole thing to me is with it being a UK show, right? There's a lot of UK wrestlers on the roster and the UK is a lot closer to fucking America for the Japanese talent than it is, you know, than it is America, whatever. But it's like, mm-hmm. there are plenty of dream matches that don't include CM Punk. I know Ant wants Punk versus Omega, or a lot of people want the Elite versus Punk and FTR. Yeah, those are dream matches, especially with everything that happened. But there's enough talent around the world in multiple companies. If you do Okada but, versus Omega, but, the well, international market is going to want to come watch it. We just said it like Nani Chuango, that they just sold basically 50,000 tickets and Punk is not here. Mm-hmm. So they don't need him. Exactly. <laughs> they could or have Omega ascended, versus Brian and still no. sell out that stadium. Listen, Ascension <laughs> 1, Mercedes yeah. Monet oh versus God. Kenny Omega. Exactly. Exactly. That's how you sell it out. You know what? Fuck and, CM and Punk. up a good point. Give me Omega and Mercedes. Yeah. Tony Khan, we know you're listening. Give us Mercedes versus yeah. Omega. That's your main. That's going to sell out Wembley in four seconds yeah. flat. And brings up a good point. There's a lot of rumors now with the Vince McMahon thing that, you know, stars, top level stars, Fightful's reporting, uh, you know, are having a lot of issues with Vince, Vince being a creative. Some people might ask for their release, depending on what happens these next couple of weeks or um there's one top level star which seems to be drew but it's not confirmed uh that might just let their contract run out you know drew mcintyre's contract's coming up there's in reports on if he's resigning or not so if you get drew galloway in the uk we Bro. saw how hyped people were to see him fight roman at clash of the Yo, castle do that you, helps <laughs> spend Matt what you can soraya and jamie hater the two yeah. uk performers <laughs> drew, like, though, there's a lot that could be done with this show <laughs> if it's drew spend i don't care tony khan Get that blank check out. Do what you got to do to pay for broken dreams. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, because that will be the biggest pop of all time. If he came out in yes. that stadium to, to broken dreams. <laughs> oh, my God, it would yeah. be. <laughs> but yeah, so we're really excited for all of our UK friends. Yeah. Shout out to Carrie. Shout out to Jermaine. Hey, Booker, Carrie. Right. Yeah. Shout out to everybody. Carrie finally gets her AEW hometown show, and it's the biggest show in the company's history. So I guess yeah. it was worth the wait. This is incredible. And, you know, me and Carrie were talking about this uh, yesterday. And let's cross our fingers that they get some type of fan access event. I'm sure they will, right? They, they got to make that money back somehow. First time these wrestlers are going over there. And you know what people and, should uh, get? If people have attended in their life all in and out they should get an in and out sticker. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, AW should, should get. <laughs> and just like In and Out Burgers, the sticker will be dry as fuck and yep. overrated. I said it. Oh Shake Shack's God. better. Throw his hands up. Shake Shack's way better. Right? <laughs> Other big news that happened from this past week, of course, the way AW Dynamite started, Jay White officially oh, is all God. elite. And thank God, and not only thank God for Tony Khan for signing him, but thank God to Tony Khan for saving him. Because we yeah. all know, and shout out to the person on Twitter who put this, he called him Knifey McKnife. That's what his name would have been in WWE. I put John Black. John Black. Whitey, Whitey J was my yeah. name, but they would have ruined this poor guy. All right, I understand Triple H booking, maybe there was a chance with Vince booking. There was Absolutely no chance. not. Yeah, dude. Uh, it would have been rough, but Kyle, how excited are you that the, I guess, former leader or current leader of the Bullet Club, I don't know what his status is, uh, so yeah, Bullet Club Black and Gold, he yeah, said. That was, uh, 
That was interesting. That was that that was the most part that uh, at least my thinking after that whole beginning segment, right? Because we had Jay White come out, mm-hmm. like it, it played hit the Bullet Club for Life thing. Then it was and sorry for life. everybody who had to watch it on Dynamite because the camera fucking missed everything. That was yeah. awful how they shot that. Like I went home and watched it. Like being in the arena made it better because we saw him come out, but the camera didn't. I show think I know right they're going for. They're they're trying to get the crowd reaction. Before oh, looking at the of, stage, yeah. I think that's what like they did with AJ at the Rumble. But for some reason, with that crowd you guys were in, people were so confused they didn't pop until he actually came out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like well, I knew it was his theme right away. <laughs> nah, it's because when Juice came, so Juice came out before Dynamite started. Yeah, but, and they played the Bullet Club, a Bullet Club theme. Yeah, like Bullet Club, mm-hmm. and then he walked out. So I think people were like, "Wait, Juice is already in the ring." But the knife, you know I mean? the, the, that that well, signature knife sound. We know that, but not everybody watches New Japan. So Which maybe is not- they, I knew immediately when I heard <laughs> yeah. the knife, yeah. I was like, holy fuck, Jay White's here. Yeah, but funny enough, now we have the battle of the knife sounds because doesn't Wheeler Yuta's theme sounds yeah. exactly. Wheeler Yuta starts exactly the same way. Yeah. So like these two need to have a match for the beginning. For, for the sound. For match the for intro the knife. Sound. Yeah, match for the right. knife. One day we'll get Ricochet. And he'll go, yeah, I'll oh, stop. <laughs> Stop. Oh no, no, wait, very soon we'll have Drew Mac- Drew McIntyre. They'll oh, have yeah. the sword. Shing! And you'd be like, bro, I, I have the sword, bro. We have a nice fencing match. <laughs> Anyways. Bro, act like you uh wouldn't be Drew versus Zack Sabre Jr. in a fencing match. Oh. I mean, main event of all in. <laughs> uh anyways, but uh like I was saying, um my like my questions were like, okay, what's going on with the bullet club stuff? Right? And then like they're they kind of showed them doing like the like they couldn't do, they weren't apparently they weren't allowed to do the too sweet thing, um and that's why yeah, they're they doing did, the, that's why they're now. doing the gun thing so um, which is dope which is also cool because that's like that's old school bullet club that's like origin that's like OG bullet club yeah. they're doing that mm-hmm. um so I don't I'm excited I'm I'm also intrigued to see what now what happens right because like technically I thought he was kicked out of bullet club any any hardcore new Japan fans correct us in the chat but. I'm almost certain I thought he was kicked out of the Bullet Club, so um, we'll see. But uh, again, it's exciting that he is here in AEW because I think he will flourish more about being in AEW. Um, those reports that came out saying that uh, there's basically like no, like there's zero talks with him, like kind of that would be kind of fumbled the the bag, right? With with Jay yeah. White with not signing him because they could have they could have been grooming groomed him to like be like their next Seth Rollins or at least somewhere of that level right but whatever it just wasn't in their cards and you know AW is going to capitalize on this now with this signing and now they're they're obviously going to put him straight into a storyline where it's just most likely going to tie in towards um, Forbidden Door and a team like the bullet club coming in against maybe like a team that Ricky puts together like team Mm -hmm. AEW maybe or something like that. Well, Well, what if, what if, what if this all, and I saw people being like, Oh, he's going to be a mid Carter, yada, yada. What if Ricky Starks just challenged for the title a few months ago, he won the tournament. Ricky Starks is highlighted very heavily in the show. What if this feud leads to like Kyle said, bullet club versus AEW. And you think Adam Cole is going to join bullet club. His former member, former, you know, leader. He was a leader in Ring of Honor. But, like, uh, what if he ends up joining Team AEW? He beats Jay White, and that's how he gets the MJF title shot at either the Wembley show 
or the all out show or grand slam, which is, you know, in September too. So like, I don't know. There's a lot of possibilities yeah. where this could go. I saw a lot of yeah. people like for like, they were like, sorry, to cut you off, Jackie. They were there. A lot of people were like automatically like booking the main event of the Wembley show. At the same time, I'm sitting there going like, Hey guys, but MGF most likely going to be the world champion by the time we get to that point. Still, that guy is going to main event the show. Tony Khan never puts the world title, not in the main event. That world title will main event Wembley Stadium. And MJF is going to be in it. It's just going to be against who? There's no way they're going to do a fantasy matchup over the world title. He's never done it once. Khan's never booked the world title under a match. It's always been the main event. Has it? Quote me if I'm wrong. There's got to be one. I can't think of a time where the where the world title was not the, the even if it's nine. revolution when it was the Bucks and 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 Hangman and Kenny wasn't that the no. Adam makes a good point. There's always a first time. No, yeah. the uh, Moxley versus Jericho was the main event of that revolution. Oof. But if I'm but I mean MJF at the world champion. I don't even remember though, that. Like I, I, <laughs> that's I don't a fucking. Uh, but Jackie, are you excited about JY? You were in the building just like I was. How was it from your viewpoint? like it was pretty loud in there for jay white and i maybe it was just because i was screaming my head off so it felt really loud um it was just very unexpected i don't know what it was about that moment that it it totally escaped me that that could have been a possibility for him to debut at that point in time so i always talk about this i love when i'm completely surprised and caught off guard i thought it was just going to be like your traditional opening match okay it's going to be the rematch between or, or you know it's going to be Juice versus Ricky Starks. It's going to be a good opener. No problem. And when you hear that signature, you know, switchblade sound, I was just like, no freaking way, especially because we were coming off of all those rumors of, is he going to go to WWE? There was no WrestleMania debut. There was no Raw after Mania debut. And then here we go. We get mm-hmm. Jay White in AEW, which makes a hell of a lot more sense. If we're being honest, you're going to get a lot more people who are familiar with him, who have, you know, some prior knowledge of him. So he's not wasted in another company where people will be excited because he's a name, but will probably just not care after like, you know, the first couple weeks maybe. Um, But no, it just, it felt really, really freaking cool. And uh, yeah, I lost my mind. So I'm really excited to see what they do. And, you know, given the last time that he showed up with the uh, the Forbidden Door stuff, I would love to see him do some stuff with Adam Cole personally. So, yeah, we'll see where he goes with uh, with his time in AEW. But I'm very excited to have him here. Now, another quick thing before we get into Dynamite this week. Uh, <laughs> Kyle was mentioning to me before we went on Sorry, air. I popped your message. <laughs> Yeah, in uh, yeah. another screen we, we have Fortnite we know, going on over here. We know that yeah. it says Fortnite under our thing. We have we've tried to change it. On our end, it doesn't say it. So I'll I'll just quickly say it. So we use a program called Restream that allows us to Twitch to our uh, stream to Twitch and YouTube simultaneously. And I set the Twitch stream to podcasts and live shows, but Restream's like, no, you're playing Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Also, I'm getting confirmation <laughs> from Booker Carey oh, yeah. that. <laughs> Uh, the the title has only main evented double or nothing once, and that was Punk and Hangman. The other double or nothings were main evented by the, the Stadium Stampedes. I don't even count those. Yeah, but but it technically, counts, it does count. Counts. It does count. It does count. But the other bit of news before we get into Dynamite: uh, AW hires former WWE PR guy. Oh God, yeah, what was, was his name? Uh, I 
Sorry, when we were going through the technical difficulties earlier, I had shit closed and trying to fix stuff. So now I have. Uh, look it up. My bad. Yeah. Uh, that was me. Someone we'll in start singing Taylor Swift. It's me. So he was uh, he was the former uh, vice president Adam of PR, Hopkins. Adam Hopkins. Thank you, Fangy. Yeah, my favorite AWF wrestler, Fangy. Thank Shout you. Shout out to Fang Skyther. What's up? Yeah, but he was the former vice president of uh, communications with the WWE. So this was actually, from what I've gathered, this was a massive, massive behind the scenes hire. So does this guy AW. get eight title shots in a row, or was that only for Jeff Jarrett? <laughs> I don't think he's an oh, on screen guy though. Uh, okay. He began work last Wednesday attending the live broadcast of Dynamite. Um, it looks like after 25, he spent 25 years with the WWE. Many credit Hopkins with maintaining lines of communication between the company and pro wrestling media and uh, with also shaping uh, Triple H's initial vision of NXT in the, fle- in the fled- fledging, fledgling, I can't say this fledgling. damn word. Fledgling days. What? What is that? I've never seen that word before in my life. What does that mean? Maybe when NXT was like dog shit and then they yeah. turn it into black like and gold. I think that's like the, oh my God, fledgling like in the beginning days. Yeah, you know, I said yeah, my bad. My bad that fledgling like- is not in my regular vocabulary. Like F out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Hopkins left WWE earlier this year with confirmation coming via former WWE champion Big E calling Hopkins a true professional and a great human when the news of his release broke. Uh, he's very highly touted, and now he gets to work with AW, which is huge. This is what I'm saying, man. This is so last year was a very bad year for AW PR wise, right? A lot of yeah. shit happened, a lot of stuff broke, uh, a lot of people got injured at the wrong times, like last year during Forbidden Door. Yeah. This is a huge get for the company, and it's just you're adding to this, you're you're building the foundation to really make a run at it. And as people who are fans of all of pro wrestling in the world of pro wrestling, we need the alternative. We need an option. There's a lot of people from WWE that might walk. They need places to work. If it's not here, it could be other places, but AEW needs to be the American alternative, which I'm excited about this hire. Hopefully it helps the company. He doesn't get any title shots. Just saying. <laughs> He's got him and him and uh, double J have to have a match for, the TNT belt, since it doesn't really matter anymore. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, cool. oh boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Let me tell you something. Me and Carrie were talking about that earlier, okay? Yeah. They said Will Hobbs is about to bring respect back to the title. They got this dude fighting for the tag team titles on fucking Battle of the Belts tonight. Yeah. Like, With your what? boy, QT. Yeah, what the fuck? And the Ring of Honor tag team titles. Like, what the fuck? Although we weren't going to incorporate Ring of Honor and AEW stuff no more. Like you, you have 47 titles in AEW now. Yeah, I saw a lot of people. And I, I agree with what people were complaining. They're like, they need to stop taping the Ring of Honor shows at Dynamite because it's ruining yeah. the feel of it being separate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, I wanted to stay so bad. I was so tired. I know people are posting pictures that it was like empty. It's also like 10, 30, 11 yeah. o'clock on the east coast at night like people got work in the yeah, morning that, that too right you don't get that crowd you don't get the crowd that's there and invested in only ring of honor yeah. at the studio shows right they're going there for ring of honor yeah. here you Listen, came for dynamite and a little preview of what we're going to start off with next because we're starting off hot baby we're yeah. starting off with ftr <laughs> we've been talking long enough we'll get to it but a little preview kyle i didn't get to tell you yet there was as ftr in the middle of the ftr match in the middle <laughs> of it okay I'm taking pictures. I'm taking videos. Motherfuckers are walking down the ring. I'm like, in the main event? <laughs> With chicken what? fingers and fries and soda. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, bro, 
hold on a second. You went to get food during the main event? <laughs> what the Audacity. fuck? What at that point, just leave <laughs> if you don't like the main event. Just go home. Like, I don't understand. That shit is nuts. I that's weird. Yo, it was rough, but you know, that's all we have for the news. I want to jump right into Dynamite. And of course, like I said, we're starting hot, right? We're giving the people what they want. Unlike the WWE, we will not leave you unhappy. And we were starting off with FTR versus the guns. And Jackie, before I give you the floor, okay? Me and Kyle got to have a little moment over here. Oh, Shout okay. out to Ant if he's still in the chat here. because me and Ant are the same age. So I know we both had that moment. Me and Rob, right? Good brother Rob, uh, our boy is very great friend of the show. Uh, me and him were sitting next to each other and we lost our fucking minds because the guns came out to many men oh, yeah. by 50 cent. And let me tell you, I've watched that clip over so many times and I know Carrie doesn't like it because they look like a boy band. But that's what makes it funnier. There are these dudes dressed in all white, and they're coming out to 50 Cent in New York. It wasn't Queens. It was Long Island, uh, or Shit Island, as I've renamed it. But listen, dude, it was such a great moment. Kyle, at home, how did it play on television? Because in the arena, it was fantastic. Oh, man, I I, I, I had messages instantly from people I knew that were like, oh, well, FTR to the Fed, here we go. Because <laughs> they're like, you have an entrance like that. How the hell do you even lose? Um, but it came across, I think, better on TV because the camera work yep. that they did for this entrance was by far the best thing about this whole entrance. The mm-hmm. right at the beginning when he they that perfect spin around. Oh man! And this this is also credit to like you know we talked about the new hires in AW. It was recently that had a lot of new hires in production for for Diamond. Remember that it was like back yeah. uh, a little yeah. bit before January. They had a couple of people that used to be in WWE too. They used to work in production that came over. So I imagine it was something like that. They put their heads together. Like, how can we make this entrance look cool? Let's get the the mobile camera guy to go around them in that slow motion spin. And that was, it just, it made them look like stars. You know what I mean? Like it gave them that star appeal. And, and you know what? Like we, as much as people will shit on the guns, like they deserve the little run they did just had with the belts. Mm-hmm. They, these two, these two have been around, since the beginning of COVID, they put in the work during COVID. They 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 stuck around. They they they're doing their job of getting nuclear heat no matter what, and that's shitting on the most popular tag team in AEW with this feud that they just had, right? So it made them look great. And if they they need, I think they really need to, to capitalize on that and kind of continue booking them in a bigger way because I think you know they are good. Even their in wing work, they had a unreal match with FTR. I think the guns deserve a lot more credit than they do get out there. Yeah, dude, it's ascended right. Why, why did you want the guns to win if FTR was leaving? We'll get to you later. But in some <laughs> positive things, Jackie, the floor is yours. Talk about your moment. Talk yeah. about everything start to finish. Yeah, let me switch the camera. Talk there about the go. hug. <laughs> Talk about Dax coming out and cutting a promo when the cameras went off air with a great uh, Vince Fears Tony sign. Talk about it all. Everything, the floor is yours. So I think everybody knows that going into this match, your girl was mighty stressed. Um, Just because they've been so good at planting the seeds of reasonable doubt. Now, I had a strong inkling of how the match was going to turn out. I felt very strongly that they were going to stay with AEW for personal reasons. Um, 
But again, there was enough groundwork being laid that you thought that there could have been a possibility. And in the match itself, the big fight feel with the guns, really great entrance, you know, they finally looked like, like champions and it was really cool for them. Um, the match itself went off really well. It was probably the best and I'll put the guns over. It was probably the best that the guns have ever looked out there in the ring. Um, there were a lot of close calls in that match. There was a lot of shenanigans, a lot of cheating. Um, and there were some moments where my heart was literally like in my throat <laughs> because I'm like, Oh my yeah. God, if they're going to go <laughs> out on somebody getting whacked with a belt, they're going to go off on some like really, you know, messed up stuff i'm going i'm going to lose my mind but overall um there's something really spectacular for me about really just saying you know what the phone's going in the pocket i'm not here to snap pictures i'm not here to take videos i want to completely just lose myself in the moment i want to be 100% locked and loaded and invested and that's exactly what i was for the whole thing and when that three count went off, there's actually a video. If you follow me on uh, Instagram, you can That's, see uh, it. FTR girl, six, nine, two, six, two, six. Or one, it one, is one. not. <laughs> you can follow me. at <laughs> POV on Instagram. Lies. Um, thank you to my, uh, my good friend, Emily, who was there to record that and capture my roller coaster of emotions. I I'm literally just like on the edge of my seat, my hands are over my mouth. And I finally just jump out for joy because, um, it was it was just the coolest thing as somebody like me who has been a diehard FTR fan um, to be there to witness them become two time AEW tag team champions and knowing that they're going to stay in a company that gives them the freedom to really shine as the great tag team that they are and um, yes after the match was done I was close enough to um, I was not front row ringside, but I was close enough that I was able to go um, right to the barricade. Cash came around, and uh, as soon as he saw me, he got an arm around me and, and pulled me in for a hug. So he had the title in one arm and me on the other, and it was just, it was the freaking coolest shit. I live for moments like this in wrestling, but um, I could not be happier. I can't be happier for them because they worked really hard for that and um, couldn't be more deserving champions. So to say that I'm happy and I, that I wasn't emotional. Um, but yeah, that's just, that's me. I, I love getting lost in the magic of pro wrestling. And um, yeah, so it was, a, it was a great night for me overall. The cool thing for me is like, so Jackie was in the floor section, like diagonal from where I was sitting, right? I was sitting in section 11. You were sitting in what, floor two? Yes. Something like that. So like she was sitting behind where like WWE commentary would be, if I, you know. And I'm sitting diagonal to her. So, like, though I can see where she was because of her bright-ass red hair, the light hitting <laughs> it. And when the match is over, I'm trying to film her in her seat, and she's I can't find her. Uh, where's the red hair? Where's the red hair? And I'm looking, and then I see her right by the barricade, and I was like, ah, she's, she's slick. Ah. She slid all the way up there. But I am happy that FTR won. I was also – I'm a huge FTR fan. They're my favorite team of all time. I know I get kind of overshadowed because Jackie is like the fan, yeah, but sorry. um, <laughs> uh, but no, I was nervous too for a while. I think you know me and Jackie were able to watch uh the podcast that Dax did 
in um, WrestleMania weekend on that Thursday. And just stuff that he was saying on it, you were like, oh, he's kind of, it would make sense for him to stay. You know, him giving, uh, him saying what was important to him, right? Spending time with his family. It's not about money. It's about the schedule, what you could do for the business. That's all AEW down, right? Um, But I was very happy they won. Now, from my section, the angle that I had, the crowd seemed very quiet, especially during the women's match, which we'll get to. Because I saw a lot of people tweeting that, like, the crowd was going crazy. Yeah, towards the end they were. But I don't, it just seemed like the crowd was so weird. There, were, Like, the sound wasn't really hitting where I was. And it seemed like a lot of people were on their hands. But that ending sequence happened. People went crazy. People got hyped. It was very loud in the building, which is exciting, right? Because that means that the fans are happy that FTR won. Uh, social media has been very happy they won. Except for the weirdos that wanted them to leave for some reason. But we, you know, fuck them. Uh, but Kyle, how was it watching on TV for you getting to see this? Oh, it was great. I there was I was telling Jack before we went on air. I'm like, there was a few times where I'm like, oh, I'm like, because the timing, right? On TV, like it, it was like the timing, at least on TV, was rush, 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 right at the end. I'm like, oh my God, they got they they cut it so close to the point where I'm like, oh yeah, I, I thought they were gonna when they hit that uh I thought they were going to cheat to win. Like the three times that they they cheated and almost and almost won. I thought there was going to be one time where they were going to cheat and it was actually going to, that was going to be it. And I'm like, that's going to put such a sour taste into everyone's mouth if they win by cheating, but also give them like nuclear heat, right? Um, but I, I enjoyed it. This again, like I said before, uh, you guys went and started talking. I think the guns deserve their their roses here, and they put on in a, a great feud with FTR. Hopefully it's done. Hopefully FTR can move on now. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, regardless, they they held those belts and did a good job with them. And they had a great match with FTR. So uh, I think they they deserve their due diligence and uh, applause because they, they've been a very, very good team. And I want to see more. Again, if you're going to present them that big, continue to present them that big. Continue to do stuff like that. Put them in, in major tag feuds. So we'll see what happens to the, to the guns after this. But... Uh, I'm just I'm more relieved than anything else that <laughs> they won because oh there was so much uncertainty, right? And then um, mm-hmm. we seen before the show that Dax uh, was asked about you know why they stayed and him saying that you know if he went if they went back to WWE they, he wouldn't have had the time he has now to see his daughter and wife as much, right? So he's gonna stay with AW where they give him that freedom to wrestle the way they want to wrestle, wrestle the matches they want to wrestle, the time, you know, the time off and all that stuff. So, the, you know, they're, they're much happier here, and that's that's also good to hear. Exactly. He, sh- and, and he shouted out Tony Khan as being yeah. somebody. He's like, nobody loves pro wrestling more than him. And, you know, he kind of they put the other side down without putting them down too much. Yo, but, um, hilarious, you know? though, the guy that, that he they went to the crowd and took the sign that little whatever that was that sign that said Vince fears Tony Khan and it was like Tony Khan putting like, Vince in a headlock, in a headlock. and then yes. Dax is like here here hold the sign yeah, Tony I was like no 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 like, <laughs> yeah yeah I tweet out but like in his head he's like well, facts yeah facts bro <laughs> they knew they needed to stay where they had a chance to really shine and establish themselves and establish their legacy it's never about the money it's about the legacy and this is where they need to do it so. yeah that was exactly too, Adam. everybody yeah. most of these big name wrestlers especially if they came from wwe to begin with 
made their money. They were in WWE. You never make more money than you ever do in pro wrestling than when you were signed to WWE, especially if you're there for multiple contracts like they were. You know, it's like they've made their money. Same with Moxley. They've made their money. Now let's have some fun. Let's enjoy your life, right? Uh, Adam brings it up. Dax uh, tweeted a video of his wife and the daughter watching the finish of that match, right? Like, it's little things, but, like, they're not doing that in WWE. I don't know if they're allowed to or not, but they're not. They don't uh, share, like, uh, put a spotlight on their families watching. Like, I just feel like AW has the freedom where, like, you can post stuff like that and not get in trouble or post whatever, right? You can kind of break the fourth wall, go behind the scenes a little bit because, you know, AW realizes that, like, you're a man or a woman outside of the character that you are. But very excited that they won. Now, another cool thing, we had another title match. We had Jamie Hayter versus Riho. Little sad for me. Riho didn't come out with the pipe. But again, yeah, again, missed opportunity again. Where's the pipe? That it, it, like it, we had the regular pipe the one week, and another one she kind of decorated it a little bit. Yeah. Now we get Where's no the pipe. pipe. Where's the pipe? Come on. Okay. Um, <laughs> but it was a fun match. The crowd really loved Riho. I mean, obviously we know the crowd loves Jamie Hayter, one of the most popular women in all of wrestling. But it's cool to see uh, American audiences still. Uh, be so in love with Riho because, you know, she's here and then she's not here for a long time. Um, Kyle, Jamie Hayter is your girl. How was the match getting to watch it on TV? Um, it was great. This was, they killed it. You know what? Straight up, Jamie Hayter and Riho absolutely killed this woman's match. It was so effing good. And, you know, pro- obviously I'm giving props to Jamie Hayter all day. She, basically my <laughs> number one favorite women's wrestler in the world right now. Um, it's tough because I have so many, but number one will always be Jamie Hader. Uh, but just shows Riho, right? Like Riho has been in almost most of AEW's top women's matches, right? And she was in the first major feud with Nyla Rose, right? Those two went back and forth and were basically like the the catalyst for the big women's feuds to start AEW, right? It was those two. And every match that Riho's in is just, she she kills it out there. So I'm giving my props to Riho as well. Um, I think she's been such a good signing for AEW up to this point. And these two going at it, this could have been a pay-per-view match, to be honest. These two could have just put on a, or they, these two have the ability to put on a pay-per-view match together. So um, we kind of got that on dynamite a little bit. It was given a, a lot of time and it was, ve- it was very close. This was a woman's, they lived up to being a woman's championship match. Like there was, there was times at the end there that w- w- it came close, but uh, obviously they weren't going to do a title change like on, on a yeah. dynamite like that, but it was great. Rio is fantastic. And um, clearly now they're still building. We saw the, the promo with the, the outcast, right? Still don't know. What the what what the what the other women are gonna be, but uh, they're still. It looks like they're doing a dirt dirt. You know, because we we've been wondering right for a couple of weeks as to like how they're going to extend this feud. How are they gonna drag us along until you know we get to the women's blood and gun match? And this, they're they're kind of doing an okay job of doing it. Um, 
Yeah, they've kind of hit the wall where it's like, all yeah. right, you got to do something new, kind of switch some stuff around. So this was at least we didn't get like you know the the heels beating down the baby faces running down the ramp. Yeah. And we, like, wow, yeah. right we got the heels beating down a baby face, and we'll talk yeah. about that next. But this <laughs> oh is a great match. Talk about fantastic. Shout out to Nate in the chat. Yeah. First hour women's match. And shout out to Ascended for popping the hell out of me saying, in this economy? <laughs> hey, and shout that out to me. AW for proving once again that they follow the show because, you know, yeah. they knew Jackie and Phil were in the house. Yeah. So they're like, hey, we got we to gotta give them a great show. We got to give a first hour women's match. We yeah. got to have FTR yeah. win the belts. Jackie, you know what? He was <laughs> scared. You know what he was scared of? He thought we were going to give him a pop out. Yeah, yeah the, the, <laughs> the chancleta was coming out. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, bro. But Jackie, what do you think of the women's match? I thought it was really, really well done. It's not too often that we see a face versus face match um, where it's just done for the sake of a good showcase match. And I think that both women looked really, really good in this match. Um, Jamie Hayter is such a powerhouse. She's she's incredible. And I always like talk about her star power. Um, she's so over with the crowd. Riho, she's another person that is just absolutely beloved with the fans. But um, I'm really, really glad that they let both of them go out there, have a stellar match, and have a good, clean finish. No interference, no shenanigans, nobody popping out, especially because this feud is ongoing. I thought it was going to be like somebody was going to come out and interfere, and it was just going to kind of like have a weird, messed up finish. But I'm like, no. Someone was going to come out interfere they were going to get thrown out and then other people were going to come yeah. out and then and that was... original person was going to come back and Samoan spike somebody <laughs> and then you ruin the main event of wrestlemania like these oh are all fears that, are ha- that could happen you understand yeah not on this show baby not on this show <laughs> <laughs> but no i'm like it was a good clean finish and it was just a good showcase match for the both of them and both of them looked great and um it just so happened that jamie hater uh came out on top and uh, i love that for her but I just wonder at this point, not that I, I, not that I want the belt to come off of her anytime soon, but it's just kind of like, oh, who's going to be the one to dethrone Jamie Hader at this Brent point? Baker. I she... think it's going to be Soraya at Wembley. Oh, battle of the two Brits. That would be sweet. Yep. Damn. Yep. And and listen, man, Soraya, giant star in WWE. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure the UK still absolutely loves her. And either way, it's going to be like a who Yo, do you want, right? Dude, that's going to be a Rock Hogan like stare stare down to start UK. that match. That's what like, people need to understand. With yeah. the Wembley show, the majority of the audience are going to be from the UK. So, like, if you're going to book matches, book it the way they would want to see it. And Jamie versus Soraya would be like a dream come true match. Yeah. Either that or like, it's a stretch, but I'd see it more happening at Forbidden Door, even if like Mercedes, because like, you know. You, they're gonna try to do whatever they can to try to book Mercedes on that show, even though I yeah. really, I really think Jamie's facing Mercedes at Forbidden Door. I'm kind of convinced now that that's gonna happen. Oh my god! Please um, so, inject that into my thing. What I if think, Bailey gets out of her contract and it's Jamie and Britt versus Mercedes yeah. and Bailey, <laughs> or Davina Rose or Pamela Martinez? Pamela Martinez. It's gonna be it's gonna be like Bailey Martinez, but nah, spelled, I want it to but be spelled B A I L E Y. Nah, I want it to be fucking <laughs> Bailey Monet. Bailey, <laughs> Bailey Monet. No. Let's do it, bro. They're gonna be the sisters, yeah. The Monet sisters. Let's yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fucking get it done. <laughs> Yo, all I'm saying is, oh. if Mercedes does come to this company and she's somehow on either Forbidden Door 
or the Wembley show, but especially the Wembley show, I need her to come out in Mandalorian armor, okay? Yeah, we yo, her, her exact costume, like, let her borrow yes. it. Yeah. We'll, we'll wait the 15 yeah. minutes it's going to take for them to screw your ass out of that yeah. shit, okay? But we're fine, okay? <laughs> Daniel Bryan, or Brian Danielson has a screwdriver on him. Just tell yeah, him to come yeah, down we, the ring. Facts. <laughs> we know We know that Daniel Bryan's in head of uh, AW Maintenance. Department. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> we know he can get that shit going, yeah. you know what I mean? So. No, no, because then that's 15 minutes of Kyle having to listen to money. Money. Oh, God, no. Cut to, cut to like a backstage promo or something. Nah, we're going crazy, bro. I want Mercedes to perform that shit live. Oh, no. <laughs> Just her with a microphone like the I song's mean, playing. Yeah, it's, and she's not even doing It's not hard. Money. That's all she has to do. It's not hard. Money. <laughs> Oh. oh boy yeah good times um but speaking of uh brian danielson as uh you know me and robert talked about this isn't it funny that we've adjusted to everyone else's name but we still fuck up brian danielson because daniel brian is just so much easier to say just rolls off is there the some podcasts out there that still call saraya page like yeah <laughs> at least it. we get that one right right and yeah. we get we call him moxley and not ambrose and stuff yeah. like that we're we're getting there okay we're getting there uh so we get the Blackpool Combat Club, which I thought it was just going to be an in-ring promo. They beat up these three jobbers. Nobody cares about them. Uh, they start cutting this promo, how everyone else is amateurs, how everyone is. Carrie Poffney said that Mercedes should come out with uh, Pedro in full costume. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yes. Let's get – Carrie, if that happens, man. Tony Khan is terrified of you because he was like, I'm so sorry I made you wait for all these years. Yeah. Here's Pedro <laughs> Pascal. Uh, don't beat me up. Um we got to get a, 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 a Tony Fears carry thing with Carrie putting him yeah. in a headlock. But, um, yeah, so Blackpool Combat Club just basically shits on the whole roster and the whole industry, saying that judging by this weekend, we're the only real pro wrestlers in the whole industry. Um, I was laughing to Rob, too, because I was like, <laughs> if this was the 80s, that whole promo, uh, Brian Danielson would have been a baby face. He was talking about loving his friends. Oh, yeah. We're pro wrestlers. We're real. We're going to fight. For yeah. what's for all this stuff, I'm like, that's an 80s promo, yeah. but in 2023, you're a heel. <laughs> then we see Hangman come out, he gets the the um fucking screwdriver in his eye, yeah, and all hell breaks loose. Jackie popped me, baby faces really don't have friends. <laughs> but this whole segment Every I thought time. was excellent. But Jackie, what'd you think of it? So I'm always happy to see the uh the BCC John shout out to John Moxley. Uh, he came no, 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 no. <laughs> so John Moxley actually made his entrance just a few feet away from us, and it was majestic as hell. Moxley is such a badass; it's such a sight to behold to see him. Um, but did, if if I can recall correctly, did Brian Danielson call Wheeler Yuta a little shit? Yeah, he's uh-huh. like, I love this little shit right yep. here. And he like, said he like he's something. Even if he's a little shit, he's, I still love I'm, him. <laughs> and I'm like, poor. That's that's my boy. Leave, that's, leave Wheeler Yuta alone. That's Jackie Wheeler um, Yuta for Christ's sake. No, that's, you know, that's my side <laughs> boot right there. Um, but no, really, it, that so all of that was well and good until they started decimating Hangman Adam Page because. Mm-hmm. Talk about cinnamon rolls. Hangman Adam Page is also on that list. And you just don't do that. And so the whole time I'm there with Emily and I'm like, oh, Kenny Omega's going to come out here. Kenny's in the back. Kenny's going to come out and save Hangman. This is going to be great. Kenny? Kenny? Yo, 
They no got Kenny. me. The dude in the front row that and had the Golden Lovers logo on his sign. I'm like, oh, stop it. And, and I'm like, <laughs> nobody? Not a single soul in the back. I mean, that's what I, I was like. Baby faces really do have no freaking friends because not a single person came out to help this man while he's getting decimated by like four other dudes. And I'm just, I'm just disgusted. I'm like, literally, I was so pissed. I was so freaking All I'm saying is, if fucking Coda and Kenny would have came out for the save, I would have left the building, drove to WWE headquarters in Stanford, and just been like, you fucked up. (laughs) My soul would have left my body. It would have been like, just, it would have been an immaculate experience. I'll say that because that's like the the PG rated version. (laughs) Um, Wow. But... (laughs) But really, so so nobody. I'm just like I'm, the, I'm just so offended well, on a molecular level. So here's yeah. the interesting part. Out of all of this, is the news came out today that Matt Jackson had his had had what he needed to be done done in his arm, and he's six to eight weeks, uh, if fully recovered. Now. Seven weeks from this week is double or nothing. This is going to be very interesting to see how they do this and how they tie it into double or nothing or what the end game is. Because we know the end game. is, We know what it's going to be, right? We kind of see the writing on the wall, you know, BCC. Sorry, I can't say the other one. Uh, BCC versus the elite is going to be a match, whether it be a blood and guts match or whether it be the one of the double or nothing matches. Maybe that's going to be the stadium stampede match between those two. Um, we know that's kind of like where they're heading towards. So that's what? That's the Bucks, Kenny, and Hangman versus Danielson, Moxley, Claudio, and Yuda. So 4v4. Four, four four. I am very curious to see how they book this with what's happening with Matt because that's, that's, it's almost like that's kind of what they're kind of waiting to see. And hopefully, you know, hopefully they, they, maybe he's good enough to have the actual match, but you know what I mean? But, but kind of like not be as big of part of the match. If they, if he's kind of still like, if you need like 10% more recovery, they kind of just keep him like, you know what I mean? I think they still have the match. It's just going to be interesting to see how it works out because today they said, six to eight weeks and double or nothing is seven weeks from this week. Am am I like on a lonely ledge here being the only person? Tell me if I'm wrong. I don't really care to see another stadium stampede match at double or nothing. I would be perfectly I don't think fine. they're doing that anymore. I think it's more, it's going to be like anarchy in the arena or something. Cause I know that on Renee's podcast, Moxie said he doesn't want to do a stadium stampede. Yeah. Cause he doesn't want the, like if they do it, Mm-hmm. It's got to be in one take. Like they're not yeah. filming multiple takes yeah. all through the night. So, well, then even if that's not it, that's going to be you know that's that's kind of yeah, looks like yeah. that's a projected day that they're going to have this feud between these two people. But now it's, I just want it fantasy wise. Like I want like because we saw what happened, what was happening with Kenny and Don before Matt injured himself. Right, like there was a disconnect yeah. happening. I hope because I. I fancy what i just want the golden lovers to be back and i wonder if like code is gonna be the one to snap kenny out of it to finally leave don mm-hmm. and and snap him out of it which would be really cool the I golden just, elite i just and yeah the golden elite that's also something 
I'm yeah. very. I'm, this is this story that they've, they've created since the beginning of time. It almost seems like <laughs> it's just it's great. Now they're in. Now that they interact with the the Blackpool Combat Club, that's also a good. That's also a good thing too to point out that. And you know another thing theory that they listen to our show because for weeks before they started feuding with the Blackpool Combat Club, did we not say on the show constantly every week that we want the Blackpool Combat Club to be to mean more? And if you're going to create factions, make us make them mean something. What are they doing now with Blackpool Combat Club? They're they've kind of just you know kind of elevated them into a feud with the elite. Yeah, and you want to you want to elevate your your faction feud with the elite because <laughs> they'll if you go into a big long feud with them, which you know the the Blackpool Combat Club now has history tied into the elite from before them being a group together. Oh, this is so good. This is so effing good, and I can't wait to see the the outcome of this. And I'm just curious to see now because of the projected timetable of Matt Jackson was released today, how they're going to go about this. We'll have to wait and see, right? We'll have to, um, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see where they're going. But like you said, there's a bunch of weeks. And make sure you're watching BTE because a lot of stuff is going on with Brandon Cutler being like the kind of middleman to, you know, and then we see the stuff with Don and Kenny and, and, and Hangman. Hangman probably won't be on it, um, but yeah, so it's it's very exciting these next couple of weeks because now that WrestleMania is done, we're getting into Double or Nothing season, so AEW is about to really, really pick up and get nuts. Another title match we had last night is the House of Black versus the Best Friends. This match was fantastic. A little funny note from being there live in the in the building. House of Black makes their entrance, and then they go to commercial. So like it's dark. They come, we see, obviously, when you're in the arena, if you guys have never seen a dark entrance, a spooky entrance in person, 75% of the arena is dark, but there's still some lights. So, like, you can see them walking on stage. So, it was dark. We saw them walk on stage. They come out to the ring. Everybody's having a good time. They get in the ring. It goes dark, and it stays dark. (laughs) And we're like, are they in commercial? What the fuck is happening, right? So, we're like... Okay, and then they cut the blue light on in the ring, and you see House of Black like standing there, and then they start messing with the crowd, and you're like, okay, we're clearly in commercial because there's no way they're doing this on TV. I was gonna ask what they were doing again. Yeah, Yeah. well, like uh, Buddy, not Buddy, um, Brody King was like fucking with the crowd, and like Julia was like positioning herself behind Malachi to make sure the shot was perfect and stuff like that, and then (laughs) it goes dark again. We're clearly back blue light and then we get that so that i don't know i I just love like the funny stuff of being there for these spooky entrances like the tv magic is gone but the match was a lot of fun uh kyle what'd you think of this oh man they absolutely destroyed the best friends and i really wanted them to do it as much as i love the best friends house of black your trios champions you you have to make them look strong because we're sitting there going okay like what's going to be their first feud what are they doing they got the trios belts do something with them, you know, or like the, the guy with the stick poking them. Hey, do something <laughs> kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But yo, the entrance with Sue's mom popped the hell out of me. So I'm like, what are we showing backstage? And I saw like the car lights. I'm like, oh my God, are being driven to the arena by Sue's mom. And yep. like oh, well, Trent's mom and Trent's mom. Sorry. <laughs> Sue's, mom. Sue's mom. Sue's mom. <laughs> Trent's mom. Aunt Mama Sue. Um, But like, I'm assuming like the Titan Tron came on. And that's when you guys saw the, the van because like I was there I, I I saw the van on the TV side no pop and then like 
all of a sudden there was a pop. So I'm like, okay, that's probably when it appeared on the Titan Tron that like Sue's mom was, or God, I keep saying, I keep doing it. Sue, mama Sue was coming into the arena. That was so cool. But did you see, I don't know if you guys saw in the arena or you went back and watched <laughs> Chuck was having a hard time with the automatic doors. Yeah, I saw like, that. He pressed, like, he it. pressed the button, and then Sue must have pressed the button, and then the door started closing, and then he pressed the button again, and Sue pressed it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he was laughing in the car. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. Don't you love it when things go wrong, but it makes it even better? <laughs> Yo, um, me and Rob almost got up. We So where we were sitting, obviously, a lot of people know that they put the family and friends of the, the wrestlers on the side that the camera's not shooting, right? So we were sitting next to where that side would be. And we saw like a older woman get it coming to her seats. And it was Sue, because the crowd was like, Sue, Sue, they were chanting. No way. <laughs> and we were like, yo, somebody's sitting in Sue's seats, bro, because Sue's sitting there. We just start throwing hands, right? Mama oh. Sue is going to be well protected out on these streets. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, but it was great, old But uh, yeah, the match was awesome. Yeah. Jackie, what'd you think of this match? was really good but i i think that the best friends actually got a lot more offense in than i would have expected because i thought that the way that they've been booked that the house of black was going to absolutely go in there and completely decimate them but i don't know if it's because they had orange cassidy on their team and orange cassidy being the international champion they had to at least make them look somewhat good um which I love that for the best friends because I've been saying for a long time now, I'm like, you know, stop squashing the best friends. They've been there like since day one. But regardless, there was this one spot that really sticks out to me where Trent um, was giving pile drivers to like every member of the house of black. And then he had to get to Brody. And I'm like, there's ain't no way he's getting Brody's big ass into a freaking pile driver. And he, and he nailed it and it looked great. But overall I was thinking to myself, House of Black, as the trio's champions, need to go into this match looking strong and looking like an unstoppable force because they need that credibility. We know that for a while they were things were looking really shaky with them. They needed that comeback to just go in there and completely wreck people. So I don't necessarily want them to wreck a team like the Best Friends because I, I I love the Best Friends, but... From here on out, I just want them to completely wreck house on everybody that they that they fight mm-hmm. for a while because they need to look strong like that. Yo, shout and up. we saw a, kind of a tease, uh, real quick, uh, Kyle. Um, they saw a tease. We had um, Los in the crowd. We had uh, Roosh. Mm-hmm. We had Ten. We had Jose the assistant. We had was it Drillistico? So who is the, who is right? the brother of Roosh? Yeah, yeah. Who? But it's hilarious. So like we, Journalistico is literally, uh, Sin. It, it, it's literally the guy who played Sin Cara, and is it? And he also played Dragon Lee at, at one time. <laughs> so people were no. So so people were joking. Were joking. There's no way Journalistico is the guy who played Sin Cara. Apparently, yes. Yeah, so you look confirmed no. in the chat. Yeah. Which all right, Adam? Which Sin Cara though? The, like Mystico Sin Cara from Mexico. Or yeah, Mystico um, Sin Cara. Camacho Sin Cara that was jacked and fucking people No, 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 no. Mystico Sin Cara. So people are, 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 and he played Dragon Lee at one oh, point. Mis- the, the guy played Dragon Lee at one point, right? So people are joking around saying Dragon Lee plus Mystico equals Drillistico. <laughs> uh, 
okay, oh my okay. god <laughs> my mind is blown yeah so oh, that, also hey, the brother of Roosh. What it is. so brother okay. of Roosh. So that's dope though yeah it's his fourth ring name yeah. well thank you adam and everybody in the chat ascended it for but yo, that uh, i was gonna say yeah, earlier pop popsky for um someone obviously copied uh <laughs> fang you obviously copied wikipedia there with those <laughs> those <Yeah. digit> things. <laughs> but uh anyways um pop popsky um but shouts to buddy selling the pile driver do you see him bounce <laughs> yeah that yeah. was perfect like that was, the bodies were flying I, I i love that i was a little disappointed because uh chris statlander posted something on her social media like i'm home right in long island mm-hmm. and i was like oh best friends are fighting the house of black and i know that the last time we saw statlander she was away from the best friends but what a great way to have her come back to help the best friends with julia hart but then i started thinking like it would make no sense because they're still gonna lose but then i was like ah, it doesn't matter it's it's not about winning or losing for the best friends. It's more about them being together as a unit. So I was a little disappointed that she didn't come out, but I can't wait for her to come back. Yeah. Is she is she ready to go? I don't know. Not it's got to be close. I think like if I she's ready to go, not considering. Yeah. Assuming that, you know, a lot of people think that she was supposed to be the one Jade loses to. And that's why we're waiting for so long. But I think it's going to be Taya now. And now they're really building this feud. Like they have an in-ring segment tonight, not a yeah. match. So. I mean, maybe it is the best friends. Maybe they're still going to feud with them because if they still feud with them, they can still drag it along until maybe Statlander's maybe almost back. And that's no, nah, they're feuding with JAS, bro. Oh. That's my theory. Gross. I know. I'm because oh. Julia's doing this thing with Anna, and I think they're slow playing getting back to it. I think Jericho's going to do this very short thing with uh, Adam Cole, which we, we saw a promo. So here's the thing. And Carrie, I'm sorry. I know you're watching this. I know you, you either woke up early or you're staying up late to watch <laughs> us. And I'm sorry to break your heart like this. Chris Jericho coming to bat for Giselle Shaw for Rick Steiner being an absolute fucking piece of shit. This is all I'm going to say, right? Chris Jericho stuck up for Giselle Shaw with the whole trans stuff that happened with Rick Steiner and her. So I've, I've lifted the Jericho ban. All right. The three people who were listening to me. You can now sing Judas's shows. Congratulations. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. You were you were you, you were the rule setter with that. I was a rule setter. Okay. Right. I originated the pettiness, Kyle. Oh, okay. My bad. King Petty, Prince Philium, but King Petty. The King Petty. All right. Perfect. <laughs> the King Petty. That when I be <laughs> when I shift into my other character, it's yeah. gonna be King Petty. You do it for your baby boy. <laughs> my baby boy. <laughs> Listen. Side uh, note. All right. Kyle put my character. In a fucking three and a half hour Iron Man match. Yo, I didn't okay? do I that. It, all right. I don't appreciate That's it. That's okay? a game. Right? Did I lose to Kid Million or did I just pass out of exhaustion? Yeah. <laughs> because because Kyle Bischoff over here is putting me in these crazy yeah. matches. I got my just boy. Just a popper rating. I got my boy uh, Vince Russo helped me book the show. Yeah, dude. Come <laughs> on, man. My baby boy on a pole match. Like, what are you yeah. putting me in? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, What else happened on the show? We saw the acclaimed and 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 uh, JAS. I went to the bathroom during this because listen, people. <laughs> as much as I love the acclaimed, I needed to go to the bathroom, and there was no other spot. Well, that, <laughs> that was short that, stick. unfortunately that was me during the hook and the oh, wait. match. Duh! What am I talking about? The biggest thing that happened on the show besides FTR winning, we get MJF singing. Okay, how did I forget about how this? How did you forget about that? I, I was okay. wondering well, why we were missing this. <laughs> I I forgot. I completely forgot about it. But we get MJF coming out. 
and singing and getting the key to the city. It popped me when the fans were like lower taxes to the mayor of Long Island, which fucking he was hilarious. He wasn't the mayor, he was the supervisor of something. Oh, was and he? I'm, oh. And I'm like, I was like, that's not even his job. And I saw you... some people didn't like this segment online, mostly yeah, fed that guy's fans. Booed. That I, 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 I didn't get it. That guy was getting like booed hardcore. I'm like, who is this guy? exactly but dude it was such a fucking hilarious segment like i love just the arrogance that mgf's just gonna sing a song and of course because they're in long island the fans are gonna absolutely worship everything he does which i thought was hilarious he's saying frank Uh, sinatra oh my gosh not only that amazing but but it's just funny to me that i'm there with somebody who has never been to an aew show before really doesn't know anything about wrestling and as soon as the band strikes up, I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to sing. And she's like, he's a singer? And yeah. she has no clue, no yeah. context what the hell is going on. But mm-hmm. she is wildly entertained by the whole thing. So I'm like, if you don't understand why sometimes these segments are necessary, it appeals to people who have no clue what and the hell is going character. on. It's not like, see, a problem with what the way WWE presents some people is like if Elias sings, it makes sense. It's his character. But if they do a stupid segment like that with people who shouldn't, who should be taken serious, that's where people get mad. MJF's whole thing is like he's so arrogant that he's gonna he's gonna sing in his hometown and take up all this TV time because he's a champion and he can do whatever he wants. But that's part of the beauty of what MJF is, and that's why that segment came off so well. Shout out to the saxophone player because he was awful. I don't know if he got <laughs> nervous. He kept missing notes. Like, I've oh, watched yeah. that clip over a few times oh, now. Yeah. And it was just funny. But MJF being like, a scooby-dooby-dooby-dee. What am I watching? He's a scrap man. But it's like after all of that, it makes you love Jungle Boy even more because it's like, what an arrogant little prick. He's going out there doing all his stuff. And so when Jungle Boy goes out there and takes his ass out, there you go. Well, Mission accomplished. as long as, you know, it maybe for not a, someone that lives in Long Island because they, they hated anybody that was going to come out at that point. Because... Oh, man, Long, Long Island is weird. They're yeah, going to worship the ground there... that he, I would say they're going to worship the ground yeah. that he walks I, on. I literally but tweeted at home, out, yeah. I tweet out that if Stone Cold could come out right now and he would get booed out of the building. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So people love MTF yeah. from Long Island, man. Oh, yeah. They're crazy fans for him out there. It's their hometown boy. Yeah. That was so much but fun. But it was though. a fun segment. The other match that I don't know how I forgot. But hold up. Hold uh, up. Hold up, though. What? Shouts to our boy Sammy for getting the mic time, you know, into. That's what I'm saying. To go in I the middle, literally to Sammy go in the Commander. middle. Like, but Sammy to go in like. The middle of he- like hell to, to 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 cut a promo like that when you know full well that you're gonna, gonna get sh- you. no yeah. matter what they're gonna shit on whatever you say. Mm-hmm. But if you really listen to the promo, Sammy cut like I give him kudos for cutting yeah. and having the balls to cut that kind of promo in Long Island. He wasn't yeah. wrong. Yeah, and the match was great, right? We we understand that Commander is an absolute maniac. Uh, I love that they did the spot where he runs on the rope and then Sammy. Uh, instead of just taking it, right, throws the high knee and knocks Commander out, and they go back to the spot later, which I thought was incredible. I tried to get a video of it, but somebody walked right by me, and their big-ass head was in the shot. I'm like, oh, oh, ruin that worst. one. Just had to go get the beer during that match, right, yeah. you fucking asshole. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. It was a, it, it was awesome seeing him cut the promo. And the one thing that, that we didn't mention in the beginning of the show, so if you guys didn't watch All Access this week, um, there was this very sweet, an emotional moment 
of Sammy after he had the match with Brian Danielson, the two out of three falls match. And like, he's all beat up. You see all the marks on his chest and Danielson walks over and his eyes all bloody. And, you know, Brian Danielson, exactly what you think he would look like after a match, especially during this time period. And they had this great moment where, you know, Danielson is like saying like, you know, you did a good job. I had a lot of fun out there. And then Sammy, you know, just him in the camera, <clears throat> cuts his promo. It really just starts talking. It's not a promo. About, like, you know, he dreamed of being here. He dreamed of this moment. He was the kid at Subway who wanted to face someone like Brian Danielson at a main event of a show. And, like, he started crying and he got emotional. And it's like, I hope that with giving Sammy this type of match on TV, which they've been doing, with giving him the in-ring promo, get it, letting him talk and, and spit facts, right? Like Kyle said, everything he said was true. Nothing was a lie. In enemy territory. So you're showing that this dude has balls to try to maybe turn the crowd on their hometown hero. Didn't work, but hey, he still went for it. And then <laughs> you add this promo that he cuts on or this, the things that he says on All Access, and you're like, maybe they can turn it around, right? I know that there's people who will hate him no matter what. You know, I'm not saying you have to invite him out to dinner and make him meet your parents, but, like, to still hate the man just because he got with Ty and they fell in love and got married is stupid at this point, right? You got to move on. You got to get over it. If you enjoy his work as a wrestler – cheer for him because this dude could be a he's world championship material and he proves it when he's in the ring all the time and hopefully he starts proving it with more promo work but i'm super excited about the future for this four pillars match at double or nothing oh, it seems to be so good i don't know it just a lot of great stuff with all four men i wish we would have got to see darby do something right we saw jungle boy attack uh mjf but like well, we, he, was in the in the he was in the rafters. yeah but like yeah, when you're it. in the building you can't like we didn't see him i didn't know where he was <laughs> Yeah, I you know didn't I mean? even know that he was he was there. That's what I mean. So, like, I wish he would have did something in the ring, maybe made a save or run down or something, but I don't know. I, I love this so much. Jackie, what did you think of all the Sammy stuff from this week? I thought that the match was really incredible. Commander is somebody that I've only seen a few times now, but every time that he goes out there, he's doing some wild stuff. And against an opponent like Sammy, who is also known for doing some very over-the-top and breathtaking stuff, the match was just, you know, it was bound to be good. And of course, afterwards, like you guys said, um, just to echo some of the stuff, he said a lot of very true things about MJF. And there was probably some um, some of his own truth behind some of the things that he said, because there's always a little bit of a personal jab in there, but you, you never know. Um, but it's just interesting to me that being in the crowd and hearing some of the things that are being said in the crowd throughout the duration of the match, Sammy gets a lot, a lot of hate from people out there. Um, for Which whatever is so reason. weird. It's so for whatever, weird. Like, you know, for we know the reason. reason. Like, we you know, know the reason. No, I mean, but people have, you know, whatever. If you don't like him, that's fine. But at the end of the day, what he's putting out in the ring, the caliber of matches that he's having, it's pretty undeniable that he's really stepping up his game every single time that he's in the ring and he cares about what he's putting out there in the matches. So I'm like, if you want to like not be a fan of the person that he is outside of the ring, that's 100% your prerogative. But I'm like, you're not going to sit there and, de and deny that he's a very talented competitor in the ring. So I'm just like, to me, I looked around and I was like, the match slapped. I don't know what the hell y'all watch, but... I thought it was great. Weird. So it's a trendy thing to do because whenever you see him at these live shows, like if you're in the crowd 
And, you know, you can hear the sections of the crowd popping for the moves that he's doing, right? Because mm-hmm. it, it, they're exciting, great moves. He's such a great wrestler. And I understand all the stuff that happened with him and Mercedes when he said that stupid thing about Sasha Banks in that interview. The guy got suspended. He had to get sent to sensitivity training. He did his time. Because if we're going to sit here and we're going to police the whole industry, right? This is why I try to tell people. Majority of wrestlers fucking suck, okay? There are the hangmans, the Daxes, the Wardlows, the Ties, who seem to be perfect human beings out there and don't get into any drama, any bullshit. Everybody loves them the way they interact with them, right? Maybe the Ty thing, because she has drama backstage too, at least what, whatever, people assume. But you know what I'm saying? Like, there are, there are certain wrestlers in the industry people claim are like these perfect human beings, right? But for everybody else, they're assholes. I was at WrestleMania 35, and an entire fucking building of people cheered when Hulk Hogan came out, even though he's a piece of shit, too. I'm sure in a couple of years when the Steiner brothers do anything, they'll get a pop, even though Rick Steiner should be hit by a fucking airplane going 100 miles an hour, whatever. (laughs) Airplanes go faster than that. You understand what I'm trying to say. All right, but the the whole thing is like, if you don't like Sammy as a person, fine, but you gotta start respecting the dude as a wrestler because he ain't going nowhere. So why hard like why hold on to all this hate for something that has not that's not none of your business that's people's personal life. Exactly like Adam said, general rule: never check the likes. Wrestlers generally suck. Exactly. Exactly. That's the point I'm trying to make. If you don't like Sammy because you don't enjoy him as a wrestler, that's fine. I can't knock you for that. Everybody has their, their preferences, right? But just don't enough we- with don't this weird shit, hate him. Like weird hating is oh, just people scream like home record yeah. at tie. They yeah. scream all this crazy shit at Sammy that has nothing to do with him in the ring or his character. If you ri- you're so stupid too, because if you're if you really want to fuck up this dude's career, be quiet. Yeah. Right? There's if you're making a pop, they're gonna always be on TV because you're still popping. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yo, bring that same energy and yell at uh Austin Theory then. That's what I'm yeah, saying, bro. Yeah. This dude oh, yeah. fucking oh comes messaging yeah. a 13-year-old girl. Just saying. the U.S. title. He gets to beat John Cena at WrestleMania. Just saying. And he gets to beat Rey Mysterio on the Raw after Mania, okay? Yeah. And no one has a fucking problem with that. Sammy makes one stupid-ass fucking joke on a show, a podcast, interview, whatever, and it's going to haunt him for the rest of his life. Like, come on, bro. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Let's move. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, all right? Let's Let's – whatever. I think that's it. I think that's everything that happened on uh, Dynamite. Well, yeah. I mean, there, there was the, I was going to say there was the hook and the. Uh, oh, my God. The, Do we even have to talk about rest. that? Well, we don't have to. I, I was going to say, I, we don't have to because I, that, and not to sound rude, but I, that was the match that I actually had to use to get up to you. That's so rude, Jackie. <laughs> Unbelievable. I listen, I had I to go. Got up Yo, and shock, shock, though, shock that the acclaim did not make WWE references in their rap. I was extremely shocked yeah. by that. I was waiting for yeah. a mustache joke or a. I mean, the the sign in the crowd popped the hell out of me the, this week. The LMAO Cody sign. Oh yeah, yeah. Greatest yeah. sign of all time. Just <laughs> laughing at Cody Rhodes. Oh, uh, dude, that popped the absolute hell out of me when I seen someone tweet out that sign. I could not stop laughing. I don't know what it, it was. Just it's it's you know if you think about it, it is it's funny. Right, the the dude left this as his company's growing, and he's going through what he's going through with, you know, cat. I don't know what Waluigi back at the helm back there. <laughs> God, Vince looks like a fucking. He looks like he's gonna he's gonna tie you up in ropes and tie you to a a, a, a railroad track and go. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that's been spectacular. It's, it's, it's pretty. It's pretty bad that like I took that uh, that screenshot of Vince, and then I like literally finger drew on a picture of his mu- his new mustache, and it looked pretty spot on. It's like that's how bad the mustache is. It's, He's like, gonna bring back the VOD villains and be their manager. <laughs> oh God! All right. Uh, anyways, but yeah, dude, I, Matt Hardy's a baby face now. Whatever. I will say this. Uh, Matt Hardy and Isaiah Cassidy had a match uh, that was taped beforehand. I think it was what's the tape? Isn't it Elevation tape beforehand? Dark Elevation, or dark? Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, I, I did like the way Isaiah and Matt Hardy played off each other. Shout out to Isaiah Cassidy for being like, "We're in New York, you got to represent." He was like, "You're that shit was dope, right?" Love they it. were like party, Hardy, Hardy, party. I don't know. It was just cool the way they went back and forth. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it was a good show. We had a good time. Like we said, we didn't stay for the Ring of Honor tapings because Buffers got work in the morning. I had a like two-hour drive home. Yeah. So you definitely wanted to try to beat traffic a little bit. But overall, great show. Um, Rampage looks like it's really good tonight. We got Anna Jay versus Julia Hart. We got um, Jade and Taya doing a segment. Hopefully, it's in the ring. Rampage is also live tonight for people yeah. who don't know. It's, it's um, two hours, technically, because they're doing Battle of the Belts oh, yeah, right Battle after the belts afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jade versus Billy Starks. Billy Starks, very great young wrestler who's actually still in high school. So Crazy. that's really cool. She's graduating really this funny. year. Yeah. Yeah. It's she's really fun. I really hope the day of her graduation, they offer her that contract. I think she has yeah. a huge future in this business. Uh, we saw her a lot on a lot of different. You see her tweeting at Jade. Can... She holds her own yeah. too. She's like, and yo, she... <laughs> she's like, bro, I've wrestled Fantastic. like over like 200 indie matches. Yeah, she's yeah. Like, don't don't start. Yeah, yeah. Like you're the one who's green here. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> Billy starts wrestles in GCW. That's all the credit you need. Okay, yeah. <laughs> just you just think about that. Like she's about to graduate high school and she's wrestled like over 200 matches. I think so she great. said over. And I think she said over 300. Yeah, that's just. Yeah. It's, and she's been to Japan. She's been yeah. like. Dude, she she's an absolute like that's like that's a prospect you sign if we're if we're talking like sports terms like that's like a number one draft pick out of the draft Phil that you sign right away as soon as you're able to so I I think that yeah you, as soon as she you get you give her the all elite graphic as soon as she's able to because she, she's the future same thing with Nick Wayne we know that yeah. Nick Wayne there I think he's like sixteen or something like that so there's gonna be some time for him um. But yeah, I think that her and Nick Wayne are like the two hottest young um talent. She's that's in good the, in, too. Like what yeah, even from what really we've good. seen, I I've seen like her stuff even before. She's been on Ring of yeah. Honor. If you guys have Honor Club, you can go back and watch some of her stuff on there. Um, you know, and, and I don't know if you mentioned it before, but Sky Blue got her all elite graphic too. So you know, Tony <laughs> We kind of knew last August. <laughs> yeah. We talked to her last August. She mentioned that she was already signed. She was probably just not signed to the whatever tier gets the logo because only certain people get the logo. But I mean, if I could read this tweet that uh, Ty Mello just put out, right? I got to go. Give me one second. I gotta bring it up. <laughs> All right. So Ty goes, I'll tell you guys, I never saw Sky Blue complaining. She is always helping with everything backstage. She is talented in everything she does. One of the people I have more chemistry in wrestling with. She is creative. She works hard. She is beautiful, young, and she deserves it. So she's well-liked backstage. Awesome. I know a lot of people enjoy Aww. working with her. She's on TV a lot. She's on Ring of Honor a lot. She's on Dark She's really young too, right? She's like in her early yeah, 20s. 21, yeah. 22. So yeah. like, um, you know, hey, we're building the future here in AEW, and that's all yeah. we can ask for with great big shows like Wembley Stadium 
all in coming back, you know, forbidden door being in another country now. Like, I think the future is really bright for AEW and it's starting to get back to what AEW was pre CM Punk before all the drama and bullshit started. So you know, you know what it feels like? The way that I, I, I'm loving this company right now, I, I've loved this since day one, but like mm-hmm. at the moment, I'm getting those. I love this company feeling from when like the NXT days for when like yep. I, the takeover Black days. Yeah, yep. like and how like I I'm like fuck this. I'm wearing an NXT shirt like every day. I'm like I'm wearing AEW shit every fucking day. Yep. Just mm-hmm. I it they're they're doing everything it seems right on also like a higher scale. Like obviously back then NXT not on cable television was like yep. a very indie like kind of thing. This one this mm-hmm. is kind of like indie like kind of thing, but on a higher scale and doing a lot of stuff for us being the hardcore fans, right? They're going to feel that like a lot of people were saying too that, you know, what are they going to do to, to generate the casuals for that all in show? Well, you don't need to because you're going to sell at that stadium with the hardcores. Look, you just did 50,000 tickets basically. And those are, those aren't casual fans signing yeah. up for that. Those are the hardcore fans are like, yes, I'm going to this event specifically for AW because I'm a hardcore yeah. fan. I'm not. Who's Billy Starks person? Like no one that signed up for that newsletter is saying who's Billy Starks. Yeah, you know who she is. You're, yeah. Or if you don't, you're gonna do your research, right? Like yeah. it, it's AW is training is retraining us as fans because I had to learn myself. It's retraining us as fans yeah. to look at the world of wrestling as the entire world and not just North America. There's yeah. a ton of wrestling companies, a ton of talent from all over the world, all different ages. And we got to give them a chance. And the future is really bright. Any final words from you, Jackie, before we get out of here tonight? It was great to be back at an AEW live event. We hadn't, well, I haven't been to an AEW live event since November at Full Gear. So Mm -hmm. being back in that atmosphere, I'm glad everybody around me was well-behaved. So the atmosphere atmosphere was great. After that that main event, I had people literally slapping high fives with me, rejoicing with me. So wrestling is really great. Yeah, FTR uh, girl. uh, Yeah, you know what? Wrestling is really great when people just (laughs) sit back and enjoy it and freaking have fun with it. Stop taking shit so damn seriously. Just Just enjoy yourselves. Listen, so, people were booing Sammy in my section, so I started cheering. Then everybody shut the fuck up. <laughs> all right, everybody shut the fuck up because I'm a gangster, all right? I'm a motherfucking gangster out here. Oh, Jackie, your let mic. these people know. <laughs> I always oh, wonder where you kept God. your mic. <laughs> yeah, right here, bro. I'm a fucking gangster, Kyle. We need, we need I to get posted you a, a TikTok. Okay. Yeah, we do. We I, I posted a TikTok is- with Eddie Kingston. And people have been trashing him because they don't know that he a gangster and he fucked them up. <laughs> and that you're his twin shout brother. Shout out to Eddie Kingston on all access. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Eddie Kingston on all access being like, you can leave me with that wrestling is fake shit. I'm yeah. like, bro, you have the balls to to tell Eddie Kingston that wrestling's fake. Good for you, bro. That was a cool segment that they did on uh, with 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 Sammy and Phil squashing their beef. And like, and, you can you can Sammy tell and like, Phil? and sorry, Sammy. Yeah, well, basically it's you, but Sammy and Eddie. And like uh, Eddie going like, you know, he's like, you know me, man, you know, I'm real. Like I, 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 me and you, it's just in that ring, you know, I'll hate you in that ring, but outside the ring, you got my respect and, you know, they kind of squashed our beef together. Yeah, so that was, cool. that was really cool to see that clip. It was a little weird to see Eddie Kingston in that setting, but then he yeah. made up for it with that great promo. Yeah. But I don't know. So another great week of AEW. We thank yeah. you guys for listening. We know we started a little late due to technical difficulties, but it's okay. It happens to all of us. It'll probably happen next week again because 
the beautiful world of doing live podcasting from three separate locations and two countries. Yeah. Okay. We are the forbidden door of podcasting. Yeah. Can we get that on a shirt? <laughs> yeah. Can we, we? The forbidden door of podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need that on a shirt. But thank you guys for listening to another episode of Elite P O V. And remember, you don't need a hat to be a cowboy. And if you're a cowboy, I guess you don't have any friends. See ya. There's a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road, that's where I'll always be Every stop I make, I make a new friend Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again Maybe tomorrow I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on Nice work everyone, sharp broadcast Really good. Everyone on the floor as well. Really a lot of hustle.